0: (laughs) That's true. I do love a good budget meeting. (laughs) Um, I just really like numbers and budgeting. I get really fired up about it.
1: It's really not always, like, it's not the thing I'm most excited to do in my life. I'd rather... Not like me. Yeah, not like you. We're different in that way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Frugalicious. I'm Jessica, an outdoorsy teacher who loves her budget Excel spreadsheet. And I'm here with my sister, Beth
0: everyone i'm beth i am an english teacher casual blogger and definite budget enthusiast <laughs> in this podcast we'll share with you some frugal and fabulous tips tricks and life hacks with everything related to budgets
1: don't chase somebody no nope. the money chase you that's right because you are the boss now telling daughters what to do it's frugal yes. Yeah, it's a movement, we'll find the discounts, yeah, we can do this, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> All right, so everyone, welcome. We've got uh, exciting news today. This is our first online recording. So, Woo! yes, up till now, we've been able to record in person. But since Beth's in Guatemala and I'm in Northern California, we needed to figure out an online way to do it. And here we are.
0: Yes, this podcast has been brought to you by Zoom, (laughs) unofficial sponsor. That's right. Yeah, we're so excited to be here today. And we have recently wrapped up our Side Hustle series. So if you haven't listened to those, it's a great series, episodes 11, 12, 13, and 14. We talk about all different kinds of side hustles, interview people, and have tons of fun ideas and budget friendly side hustle tips. So you can listen to those. And from that series, we had a question from Ellie. So Ellie wrote in and asked if Kristen, who we interviewed in episode 13, if Kristen needed any kind of permit for baking out of her house? So it's a great question. And many of you maybe are wondering about that. So I texted Kristen and this was the response that she gives. So she said, it depends on where you live. If you sell at markets, you'll have to display a sign that says it was baked in a kitchen and hasn't been inspected. And you can only sell low risk items. Cakes and cookies are low risk unless there's whipped cream or cream cheese frosting, which I don't sell. For more information, you should check with your local health authority. So great tip from Kristen. Yeah. And shout out. Yeah. We have affectionately called this section our subscriber shout out to people who write in and ask us questions. So thanks to Ellie for writing in. And we'd love to hear from all of you. If you have a question for someone we interviewed, a question about anything that we talk about in the podcast, or if you have an idea for a future episode, we're always looking for more ideas. We'd love, love, love to hear from you. So. If you write in, you just might get your own subscriber shout out, right. which is super exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you want to get in contact, you can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com or you can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook at frugaliciouspod.
1: Cool. Okay. Today, it's been a long time coming uh, since we're a pod about, you know, frugalicious matters, um, but we're finally going to talk about budgets. 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 I have to say, I think most people, when they hear budget, they like make a yucky face and have a negative connotation with it. It's kind yeah, of a... For like sure. They think it's word. like a bad word. Yeah. Yes. But um, I have found it to be very freeing and calming and um, makes me feel more like in control and in the know of what's going on. So I find budgets really, really helpful. So just yes, that's some encouragement too. to you guys out there that, and a budget is not your money telling you what to do. It's you telling your money what to do. So I think that's another misconception people have is that it's like the budget restricts them and they're like slave to the budget, but that's not how it works. The budget is a tool for you you're in charge still. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and you should never take someone else's budget and use theirs. Like you should make your own budget for what makes sense for you and the expenses that you actually have and the income that you have so that it works for you and everyone has their own system and Jessica and I are going to talk today about a mm-hmm. few different ways that you can do a budget. And Jessica and I have very different
1: systems for budgeting mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's kind of talk about what a budget is. They can be very varied, but there's kind of going to be some similarities across the board. So A budget tells how you're going to spend your money. It helps you keep track and tell your money where to go. And a budget is a predetermined spending. So it's not like, oh, I spent this money. Let me just write it down. But you've decided ahead of time. I'm going to spend this much money on this. And then you spend it throughout the month.
0: That's a good clarification because I think a lot of people think it's just tracking your money. But actually that means that your money still is controlling you because you're
1: not deciding ahead of time. Yeah. And I definitely started out just tracking my money and then that gave me, so if you're just tracking your money, don't, don't like be like, ah, because that was a good step in for me because when you track it, you know what you're spending and it does actually make your budgeting much simpler when you, turn around and say, okay, how much do I want to spend this month on this? How much do I want to spend on this? So tracking your money is a critical yeah. first step. Yes. It's just not all the pieces yet. And there's right. lots of formats you can do it in. I know I love to do it on an Excel spreadsheet, but some people do it on paper. Mom had her like ledger that she always wrote everything yes. down in. By the budget hand. ledger. Yes. The budget ledger. Like I can picture this, the book in my head. She still uses. Oh, yeah,
0: brown cover.
1: Yeah, yeah, she does. And you can also use apps. Yeah. So, one app one of my friends shared with me, it's only available on iPhones, but it's called Expenses. And what she loves about this is it allows her to use it with her husband. And so they have the single account, but they're both on it. And it has all the little uh, digital categories. Of how they want to spend their money all the digital line items so that's a cool way were there any other apps that we knew that?
0: I mean you can the one that Dave Ramsey had created with his whole business of helping people get out of debt mm-hmm. is called every dollar because the slogan that he talks about when he talks about budget is giving every dollar a purpose and so every dollar is a great app oh, okay. uh, I tried to use it and didn't quite love it but it definitely is out there for people who want it yeah. to be a bit more app-focused. Do
1: you know And if, so that one, ends free. Oh, cool. Do you know if it's able to be used by multiple users?
0: I would assume so. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. Speaking of Dave mm-hmm. Ramsey, one thing I do with my budget is the envelope system, and that's another great yes, way. Yes, me too. Another great budget tool to use. Could you explain the envelope system yeah. for people who are... i explain to it. it. So I have a special wallet that has multiple little envelopes in it for my cash. Like a paper envelope. Yes. Yes. Some people literally just use mailing envelopes. I did the Dave Ramsey class and it came with one of those that has money envelopes in it. And they're exactly the size of dollar bills. So it just fits it just right. Yeah. But um, I love this because what I do is just once a month after I've gotten my paycheck, I go and I go to the ATM and I can take out cash for my groceries, cash for any, you know, personal items that you might get like at Walmart or Target, cash for fun money. And I love having a miscellaneous folder too, just in case there's any random expenses that come up. So I take out cash for all that at the beginning of the month. I put it in my envelopes. And then for the rest of the month, I don't really have to be like calculating or thinking, ah, do I have enough for this? I just open my envelope and I can look and see how much I have. So that really helps me stay on track with my budget.
0: Yes. And it feels weird at first, just to all of you who are listening, who think, oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. I actually love that about it too, Jessica, that you don't have to track it, that once it's in there, you can just look and see how much you have. It actually makes me feel like I have more freedom. Mm-hmm. with my money because I can see it and I can touch it. But mm-hmm. I remember at first feeling a little bit weird, like, well, what if we need more money for something else? And mm-hmm. you could always take out more cash. You can always revisit the budget. But it is a great way to keep yourself on track. And I remember when we were getting out of debt in the beginning and our grocery budget was very small and I'd look mm-hmm. in the envelope and I'd be like, do I have enough money to buy these chocolate chips so I can make cookies? Nope. So then I'd have to put them back. Whereas before we used a credit card for everything. And I was like, do I want these chocolate chips? Yes, because on credit card, there's studies that show that you spend like 20% more with plastic right. than you do with actual cash. Right. And so it's like, oh, it's only like a few dollars or it's only like whatever, but then it actually adds up. But if you have the cash in your hand and you're looking at it, you're like, I don't actually have enough money for these things. It forces you to put things back. And that's just more of the discipline, which for us in particular, when we were getting out of so much debt was really helpful because we really needed yeah. that discipline and we needed yeah. to be on a strict budget.
1: And it really makes you prioritize too, because you've predetermined I'm only going to spend this much. So then you're in the grocery store and you're deciding, would I rather buy milk or chocolate chips? And you know, you get to make that decision still, but it makes you prioritize. <laughs> what, what do you want more? <laughs> do you want the milk or the chocolate chips? Yes. Um, and you right. know what? Two milk different people, every time. Well, I was going to say, somebody might choose the chocolate chips. That might be more important to them at the moment and that is okay and that's the thing about it being your budget. The other thing that I like about the envelope system and one of the main reasons I love my miscellaneous envelope is because sometimes, you know, I might be going out to dinner with friends and not have quite as much in my fun money budget as I want to spend, but I have a few extra bucks in my grocery money. So I can take money out of other envelopes because again, it's my money. I'm deciding, but I knowing that if I take it out of the grocery money, okay, that money's not going to be there later. So again, it's that decision I have to make, but I can borrow from other envelopes. If in one moment I decide, you know what, this is a more important way to spend my money for me right now. I'm going to do this. And that gives me some freedom too. Yeah, totally, absolutely. So another really important
0: part of budgeting, in addition to planning it out before the month starts, having the envelope system, in our opinion, uh, is having some savings. And Dave Ramsey recommends having emergency savings, especially uh, before you start getting out of debt to have $1,000 in the bank while you're getting out of debt. And then after you're out of debt to have three to six months of expenses of just emergency savings in the bank. Which can definitely save your mind when things oh, happen yeah. like your car breaks down or someone, you know, passes away and you have to go to a funeral really suddenly. Like there's so many things that happen when you, in life, and to have an emergency savings make something um, an unplanned thing become all of a sudden you can plan easily for it. So that's great. I will talk. I know we have another story about that coming up. So (laughs) we do, that's all I'll say about that. But emergency savings is an important part and just like general savings, like saving towards something, Um, something like a, what is it called? Like a sinking fund, something that you know you'll have to replace. Like you need it. I think it's, that's what it's called. But it's like, if you know, you need a new car, uh-huh. in three years, instead of waiting for three years, you put money aside every month for three years. And then when it gets oh, there, you're like, Ta-da, right.
1: I have all this money. Right. Yeah. I did that to buy my car, my yeah. car. It's great. And it was so great. Cause I don't have car payments now. And I was able to just pay for it right in cash is beautiful. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Was so great. Yeah. Okay. So with doing the budget, one of the most important things is the monthly budget meetings. So. This sounds so dull and dreary and awful, but it's really important (laughs) because you've got to be, you can't just make one budget for all time and never look at it again. You really do need to be looking in, checking in on things and uh, monthly is optimum. That's yeah. Yes. So Beth, why don't you talk about your monthly budget meeting since you're doing it? as a married couple. So what it looks like to have a budget meeting with a spouse. Yes. So what it
0: usually looks like
1: is me saying, Fred, it's time
0: to do the budget and getting all excited. And then Fred's like, okay. So anyways, we sit down and what we do is we actually use Google sheets for our budget because then we can share it and then we can both have access to it. We can both see it and then we can pull it up if we're out and about. We have it on our phones and then we yeah, it's great. So we do that. So what we do is we usually in the monthly budget meeting, we look back at the last month and mm-hmm. we just check to make sure that everything's gone through all the automatic payments. We make sure that everything's kind of tied up mm-hmm. all the loose ends of that month's budget. And then we plan for the next month. And what we have In our budget is we actually do, it's like, I don't want it to sound too complicated, but what we learned when we were getting out of debt um, and when we started budgeting, because before we just sort of had like a general monthly budget that we sort of use, but not really, we realized that you need to actually plan not just for the month, but we have four columns and we put money coming in each week. Okay. And then that way we know how much money we actually have in the bank account. Cause you could budget for the whole month. Yeah. And back, th- back then we got paid twice a month. Now we get paid once a month. But it, if, for example, you're like, I know I'm going to make X amount of dollars this month. You can't spend it all at the beginning because you don't have it all. Right. So then we actually needed to split up our expenses to the different weeks to make sure that we didn't spend all our money in week one when all our money was actually not there. So right. we do it, we do a week Kind of a weekly format and we had a, a system we knew when certain bills came out we knew when we got paid now we get paid once a month so it's a bit easier but we do have those four columns that we use for each week and we just put, we have a template that we use so we just copy the template a lot of the expenses stay the same mm-hmm. we have some recurring like giving that we do to certain charities we have certain bills that are the same each month we have money allocated that we put into different savings accounts it's pretty much the same each month so it's pretty easy now but we do think through the month and we think through if there's anything different that's happening. So for example, most of the monthly budget expenses are the same, but it might be like, oh, it's, so for example, last month is was May. It was my birthday and our anniversary. And so we went on a little trip. So we're like, well, we don't go on a little trip every month, but this month we're going to. So then we put that in as one of our line items on our budget or someone's birthday. We want to buy a birthday gift or, um, you know, we are, we're both teachers. So we have to pay like our annual teacher fee. Mm-hmm. And so then we put that in the budget and that's the thing that we pay for once a year. So there's different things that happen in different months. So we just think right. through the month, we think through birthdays, events, anything that we might need. Um, if we're, a, if we're going on vacation or something, then maybe we'd budget a little bit less for food or okay. whatever, because yeah. we're out of town. So things like that. Um, and then we just make sure that everything balances. Dave Ramsey always says that you want to have zero left at the mm-hmm. end of the month because a lot of people think, oh, if I have $500 left at the end of the month, that's great. But that's actually not great because then what happens is mysteriously that $500 will just disappear <laughs> and you'll yes. not know where it went. But, but that if you have money you left over. All of it, that, oh, keep no, it. no, no, no allocate all of it. So that could be that you put it into savings or you put it toward debt, but the the line item at the end, the budget balance should be zero. Mm -hmm. And so that's very important. If you don't have a zero at the end, Dave Ramsey would say you're doing it wrong because you don't actually want to have extra. You want every dollar to have a purpose because otherwise the dollar will do whatever it wants to. Right. And you want to be in charge, not the dollar. That's right exactly and then yeah that's the month, that's the budget meeting we just take that time to check in sometimes if we have kind of a long-term mm-hmm. savings thing that we're planning for we'll kind of check in on those savings accounts but for the most part it only takes like maybe 15 to 30 minutes and ha- it's pretty easy
1: yeah how does the conversation go or how do you navigate when you and fred just have different opinions on how you want to spend your money
0: well, what I've learned through my many nine years of marriage is that compromise is very important. So there are certain things, like for example, I buy essential oils mm-hmm. and Fred doesn't really believe in them, doesn't really think they're important, but he and I have talked and he's decided that he's, he's okay with it if I want to buy essential oils. And so we just have like a number every month that I'm, I, we have allocated in the budget. Beth can spend this much on oils and that's, I can use that however I want. Mm -hmm. And so he said, it's not important to me, but it's important to you. So we'll put it in the budget. Mm -hmm. And so that had, that's helpful. So sometimes, I mean, when you're married, you don't always believe in everything that you're spending money on, but because it's important to your spouse, it should be important to you. And so you just have to decide together kind of what your goals are and different seasons look different. When we were getting out of debt, there was a lot less wiggle room. Now there's a little bit more wiggle room in it. So there's certain things that we decide that we want to invest our money in, but we always just talk it through and make sure that we both feel okay. So again, like with the oils example, Fred doesn't love it, but he's not like, I hate that you're spending money on this. He's like, I'm fine with it. Right. Neutral feeling. Right. So we do that. Um, Fred also has like, for example, a few things that he is wanting to save up for. So he wants to buy like a new phone and he is thinking about getting like eyes, like laser eye surgery. Mm -hmm. So we started a savings account and we just put money in that savings account every month so that he can, whenever he has money built up in there, he can decide what he wants to spend it on. So when he's like, Hey, it's time for a new iPhone. I don't freak out like I did in the past. uh, (laughs) He can be like, actually we have money put aside in this savings account. So then we call We share all of our money just to clarify, but we do have a special savings account. that's like, this is money that Fred can use kind of however he wants. And so he might want to buy a video game or he might want to buy some new clothing, but he just does it from that kind of savings account. And then, yeah, we actually, this is like a kind of a side note, but we really love using the different savings accounts. Mm -hmm. That's been really helpful if we're saving up for different things, because what we did in the past was we just had one account. And then we'd sort of keep a spreadsheet to figure out like this much money is for this, this much money is for right. this. And then we realized it's free to open a savings account. Why wouldn't we just have like five? Yeah. So we have a bunch of different ones and they all have different purposes. Yeah. And in our bank, you can nickname your account so you can put different names on them. So we can put yeah. like Fred savings account or we can put emergency fund or different things on it. Yeah. So we have one for emergency fund. Fred has one. We have one for short-term savings. So that's like if we go on a trip or something comes up kind of in the next year, we have one for long-term saving. That's like for a house. And then we have a savings account for my master's degree because I'm still working on that. So we just put money in every month. So whenever I need to make a tuition payment, instead of being like, Oh no, we didn't budget for this month. I just look in the savings account. I just transfer the money and make the payment. Yeah. So that helps us a lot to kind of separate and make those like, okay, we're putting this much into this account, but then you look at it and it's really clearly designated instead of being right. like, we just have a bunch
1: of money in savings, but we don't know what it's for. Right. And you know, I've, I think it's our little sister, but um, she uses an online banking savings account that has a limited number of transactions per year for like long-term savings. Because it is a separate Mm -hmm. place to keep the money and then so it's easy to yeah, easy to keep it separate in your mind. But also because there's the limited number of transactions, you're not so tempted to just like oh dip into it. Whereas if it's connected with your checking account, you're like, I'll just take from that, you know, transferring money between the two is right. So that's a good yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we just need that separation to help organize and keep things.
0: Yeah, Uh, and it's just really, yeah, for me, like having a spreadsheet would probably be okay, but Fred is like very visual, so he likes Mm -hmm. to see the separation in the different accounts. Mm -hmm. And as we've started to use it more, it's really helpful for me to look when I look on our online banking. I'm like, oh, look at all these different categories. It feels really helpful to keep that separated. So that's a definite recommendation that I have. A bonus, do it or don't, is open up another savings account. (laughs) Bonus because for us it's been really helpful. So yeah, so that's our, that's what budget meetings looks like
1: for us and it's going great. Good. When did you start doing monthly budget meetings? Like, have you done them all through your marriage or did it start later on? Well,
0: we pretty quickly into our marriage started realizing how in debt we were and how much we needed to (laughs) start budgeting. So I think that, I think that it was, maybe a year into our marriage that we started doing the budget together for the first year I just did it. And then that wasn't good because I sort of felt guilty if things weren't going well, or I'd make a decision, but I wouldn't really talk about it with Fred. So it was just sort of like deciding on my own. And so I think it was about a year into our marriage when we started, we discovered Dave Ramsey and we started figuring things out, stopped using our credit card for all of our purchases. And yeah, it was, So we got married in May and we started doing it July of the next year. And we started with paper and that was actually really hard because then if we needed to change anything, we had to erase it all. But in the beginning, it was actually kind of helpful to get into the discipline of like, we're actually thinking about this too much because before we weren't thinking about it enough. So it was a really good, actually kind of felt like a good discipline, but then we switched pretty quickly to the Excel documents and then we moved to Google Sheets a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. Probably just that practice of writing it all out got you really used to the mechanics of it and all that stuff. And yeah. So now that it's simplified, your brain still has all the workings of it in your brain. So that's probably good training. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was very good training. It's like being a teacher and when you're doing your practicum and you have to make lesson oh plans for everything. Yeah. And that's then exactly what I was it's thinking. to feel
1: so tedious. Yeah. 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 So, so you don't have
0: to write everything out the same yeah. way. Too.
1: Professors. We finally understand why you made us do that. Um, yes. Thank you professors for making <laughs> us make all those lessons shout out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's what budgeting looks like for us being a married couple. Jess, what does it look like for you when you do your solo budget meeting?
1: That's right. Um, so I still do have a budget meeting with myself, which I don't know, maybe it needs a different name besides budget meeting. Cause I'm not meeting with anybody. It's just me and my computer, but I get out my spreadsheet. I look through. I do what you were saying. I look through the month. I think if there's anything coming up ahead that maybe I want to allocate funds differently than I typically do. And actually, one new thing that I started with, you know, in, in going through this podcast and thinking about this, because I used to certain um, certain expenses, I don't know the exact amount. So, for example, the electric bill, the gas bill. Those are right. not the same every month. So I can estimate, but I can't know exactly what it's going to be. And I was thinking there's got to be a way for me to put it in my spreadsheet at a time. So this is my newest, latest little hack. I started writing things in my budget for the month ahead in green. And green means that's what I'm allocating or for those bills that really are flexible, estimating that it will be. And then once it mm-hmm. actually comes through at my budget meeting, I'm always going to the last month and checking my bank statement and making sure that I marked everything and that I was supposed to, and that everything's accounted for and, you know, just getting all those numbers. Right. So then, so it's in green when it's just allocated and then I'll change it to black once it's actually been spent. So since I'm typing okay. it in, yeah, and it was really, it's just, it's exciting because I just started it this month and I love it because it totals it for me still because, you know, just cause it's in green writing doesn't mean it's not going to do all the math for me, but, um, yeah. So that's what I do. Yeah, I like Fred to Fred and I do Okay. Highlights. Oh, okay. so we have a highlight
0: for things that haven't gone through yet. So yes. that we make sure like we haven't transferred this money to savings. We had this bill hasn't come out right. yet. And then right. that way when we go back, it's just really easy to see what's yeah. happened and what hasn't. That's
1: yes. Great. Highlights sometimes on spreadsheets are overwhelming to me. It's too bright, too much. So I prefer. You can the, pick a different color. You can. You pick a gentle color. You could, but it's like blocky. It's visually It bothers me. So I do what works for me. You can choose the
0: text or the highlight,
1: whatever works for you. That's right. Um, yeah. So that's what it looks like. Um, and you know, I don't have the I don't have the conversations necessarily that you have with with Fred, like, you know, should we spend money on this? How much do we want to allocate towards this? For example, I love essential oils too, and I don't have somebody you know, making that decision with me, but I do need to look at my budget and think, okay, how much do I actually want to spend on this? How much money really am I willing to put towards this? Because if I put money towards this, I'm not putting it towards something else. And so it's really me deciding how much do I want to have to put in savings to save up for a house someday? Or how much do I want to have to spend on fun money so that I can have time with friends? How much do I want to spend on traveling? actually have um, I put a set amount aside every month for traveling because even though I don't travel each month I found that that's one of the things I like to spend my money on the most and so if I just put money away for it each month then when an opportunity comes up for a trip I have money in the fund and I can just use it and I feel like it's already been set aside for that purpose I'm not taking from anything else to do it and I can take that trip yeah. and enjoy it
0: that's great. That's, That's a bad. good idea. I have some friends who save up for Christmas like that. They just put aside money every month.:
1: Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so budget. idea. Let's do a little like uh, wrap-up review. They're good. Yes. They help you. They yes. put you in charge instead of your money, so there's really more freedom yeah. in them. It's more freeing and less restrictive, which is counterintuitive. Yes. And you want to keep track of your money. You want to predetermine how you spend your money, give every dollar a name and have that monthly budget meeting. So you're staying on top of it. Yes. And a note to add
0: for people who are thinking like, Oh, you only get, you have that one shot at your monthly budget meeting to set up all your money for the month. Freddie and I sometimes revisit the budget meeting or the, we have a budget meeting in the middle of the month revisit the budget and I say, Hey, this thing's come up or Hey, I've decided I want to buy this or whatever. We revisit the budget. We move some numbers around sometimes because something comes up that's urgent or even like, Hey, I would like to buy this thing. Is there room in the budget to do that? Even though we've already made the budget, we talk about it and decide and you can change the numbers as long as the money's still there.
1: You haven't spent it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yes. You know what? And that is similar to the envelope system, how I was saying, sometimes I borrow from a different envelope. Like, it's just that thing. You're yes. making a decision later, like, hey, you know, I think I'd really s- rather spend my money on this. So you're not spending beyond what you originally intended for your entire month. You're just reallocating it. Yeah. And that's okay because you're in charge of yeah. budget. So budget, that's right. do it. It's good. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: So, before we wrap up and go to our ka and wah-wahs for this episode, I wanted to throw in a quick note about online spending, because I know some people are like, that is totally unrealistic. Like, how can you spend all of your money just in cash? That seems oh, insane. Yeah. First of all, I want to clarify that the envelope system, although I highly recommend it and think that you should have cash for at least some of your categories, mm-hmm. you don't have cash for every category. So. The categories that we have, for example, we have a food envelope for mm-hmm. groceries. We have a household's items, so like shampoo, soap, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: have a date fund. We have a envelope because we have a little like scooter here. So we put like for repairs and also for gas. Yeah. And we have a miscellaneous envelope. So those are the things that we put in our envelopes. That's it. Oh, and money to buy. We buy credit for our phone instead of paying a phone bill here. here. Okay. It's slightly different. But anyway, so I put that, so we have like only a few envelopes. Mm -hmm. Then online, that would be like our donations that we give. That would be like any kind of bill you have to pay online, your electric bill or whatever. So those things, just to clarify, you can still, you can, you can do whatever you want with your budget, but (laughs) we still do things online. Yeah. And then there are some times where, for example, it's like, Hey, I want to buy this thing and I literally can't buy it with cash. You buy it online and then we allocate for that in the budget as well. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to clarify that you can still have your online spending. We still have a credit card. We pay it off every month and really only spend money on the credit card that we could immediately transfer from our checking account Mm -hmm. to pay off. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we still use that. But then we put that in the budget like, hey, we bought this. The first example that's coming to mind is we bought this video game got a video game. So then we make a note on our, on our spreadsheet that we need to pay that off on the credit card. So we like make a little list and then we transfer that money over to pay on the credit card. Oh, so yeah. that is the way that we do it. we keep a little list going of like yeah. a few different things because we don't transfer money every time we charge something because that would be a little insane, Mm -hmm. but we do like maybe one or two transfers a month, just kind of as those expenses total up. Right. And uh, that's how we do it. And then we put a little note in our budget, like paid on Mm -hmm. June 3rd or whatever, Mm -hmm. because it's really unfortunate if you're like, did we pick that payment on? Did we not? You have to pull up the online banking. So we just put the note in the budget.
1: Oh, and the notes are so helpful. I also like sometimes if I have to do an online payment for something that has a confirmation number, I'll just put the confirmation number in the notes too, because I don't want to keep track of all those confirmation numbers and papers and everything, but just having it all in the notes is a great place. So the notes are really helpful. Super helpful. Yeah. And I would say sometimes what I do is, you know, for example, one of my envelopes is for clothing, but occasionally I will buy clothing online. And so what I'll do is if I buy clothing online, I just won't put the cash in my envelope that month and we'll use the online money in lieu of that. So it can, it can be adjusted. And again, that's another reason for the monthly meetings because things are going to change. Yes. month.
0: Well, let's move on to our ka and
1: wah-wahs <laughs> for yes. budgets. Do it. Okay. Let's start with ka shall we? Yes. Okay. okay. So my ka-ching, uh, this has to do with the emergency savings. And I had recently, I guess not recently, this was maybe five years ago, but I had just been really getting into the Dave Ramsey system and I had set up an emergency savings and I had, you know, my full emergency savings all saved up and I was doing it because like that was part of the system but what I, but I hadn't used it yet. So I hadn't realized the beauty of it. And then I went to go get my car smogged for, cause I live in California. So you have to get it smogged. Um, I think every two years or something has to pass the smog check. And when I went, they couldn't test the smog. They couldn't do the smog check because a little gauge in my in my gas tank, the gauge that tells you how full it is, was broken. And I hadn't really worried about that because I've had other ways of figuring out how much gas I had. So I just had never fixed that because it was a big repair, but they literally could not do the smog check without fixing this. And unless I got the smog check, I couldn't register my vehicle. And of course, if I can't register my vehicle, I can't drive my vehicle. So I had to get this Gas gauge thing fixed, and it turned out to be an eight hundred dollar repair. And I just, my first thought was, "Oh my gosh, this oh. Is money!" And then I think almost yes. the second thought was, "Oh my goodness, I have this money. I have emergency savings. This is what it's for." And so for, it changed from being this like horrible like crisis thought to just being like, "Oh, that's a bummer." But it was all taken care of. Yes. So I was able to pay it off in full. And then, you know, I had to rebuild up my emergency savings, but that's what emergency savings are for. And so that was the moment I was like, oh my goodness, I am never going without an emergency savings again. Because this is so much more peaceful. Yes. So much more peaceful. It's so helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and Dave Ramsey always says that an emergency fund then makes an emergency less of an emergency and more of an inconvenience truth. Yep. It's yep. just like you have to transfer the money. You're bummed. You have to, you know, fill your emergency fund back up again, but then you don't have to worry about putting it on your credit card. You don't have to worry about not eating for a month. You know, there's all these things that you can just, just transfer it over and it's all
1: right. taken care of. Done. Done. Yeah. Right. Awesome. About Good job. Good job. Five years ago.
0: Um, my caching is to do with tax season. So it's June. So tax season just was upon us recently. Mm-hmm. And, um, before we came to Guatemala, we were living in Canada and doing taxes in Canada is actually like a really fun math problem where you get money at the end for us because we're in the, the sweet spot of still having these like tax credits. And anyways, mm-hmm. we always get money back. When we do our taxes, we've never had to owe money, which has been awesome. So every year, I'm always like, Fred, can we do our taxes yet? Yeah, because it feels <laughs> like this bonus. It's almost like a bonus paycheck because sometimes it's like a significant
1: amount of money. You might and so this year we the world that loves
0: doing taxes, Beth.
1: Like what about all the Canadians who get money back? Maybe they love it well, too. Well, a lot of people get money back, but they still don't want to do them. Anyways, oh well, I, I do. We, you keep. We going. do it
0: online. It's Super easy. Anyway, also the one so we did our taxes
1: about budget meetings. So. That's true. I do love a good budget meeting.
0: Um, I just really like numbers and budgeting. I get really fired up about it. So we did our taxes and we knew how much we were going to get back. And so what we did was instead of saying, oh, we'll decide when the money comes, what we'll do with it. I said, Hey, Fred, let's put an extra tab on our spreadsheet and just let's budget it out. What do we want to do with this money? So that was really fun because it was I don't know. I've, I've had this conversation with some people and some people treat it like bonus money that they didn't have to work for, or that mm-hmm. they can just spend on whatever they want, which everyone can spend their money however they want. But in my experience for us, for a lot of years, it helped us to pay off like a big chunk of our debt. And mm-hmm. so it did, it, although it did feel like bonus money, it's still your money. It's money that the right. government has withheld held and they're giving back right. to you without interest. Right. So anyways, when you get that money back, it's not actually bonus money, it's actually your money. And so mm-hmm. we treat it the same as we do any paycheck. You know, we decide what we're gonna do with it and mm-hmm. we we budget it out. So we budgeted it out before the money like hit our bank account. Mm-hmm. So then when the money came in, although I was really excited to see all those extra numbers in there, it wasn't like, what are we gonna do? Let's go on a huge trip or let's do a whatever. I was like, oh we've already budgeted for this like Yay us! Like we know what we're going to do with it, so it's a a little bit less, a little bit less like whoo, super fun and spontaneous. Which for some people they love, but I've had those moments where I'm like, I'm just going to spend this money and see how it all shakes out, and then later you have the like yuck feeling. Mm. So for us, it was like we didn't have that feeling because the money that we had already decided what to do with, we just put it in the savings account. We gave some, we bought some fun things with it, and then we were like, okay, we're done. That was our that was our tax return. So budgeted it out ahead of time, which was great.
1: Ooh, awesome. Yeah. It was
0: very, very adult. I know it doesn't sound, some of you are like, that's the worst ka ever because <laughs> it's super boring. But for me, it was really great.
1: Hashtag adulting. Hashtag um, adulting. <laughs> that's great. Right. Okay. What about a want-wa, Beth? So this is not
0: like, I can't particularly place what time this was that it happened, mm-hmm. but every once in a while, this has happened to us where we, so we work for an organization where we do a lot of personal like reimbursements. So we'll buy something and then we'll get paid back for it. But, um, sometimes it gets a little fuzzy. Mm -hmm. And so there have been times, this has happened more than once, just to level with you (laughs) that we, we make our budget and we make Mm -hmm. a list of all the reimbursements that come in and we put a money on our credit card. And then we, calculate it and there's like still a balance on our credit card for some reason some numbers didn't go the way that we thought they would and so there have been times that it's like wait we still have an outstanding like hundred dollars or fifty dollars or whatever and we can't figure out what it's for Mm -hmm. very frustrating when it happens So when that does happen, then we just have to put a line item in the budget that's like credit card, where normally we don't have to pay like interest. We're not paying off a credit card, but we're just like, this is just to offset whatever that weird balance was that Uh for some reason a reimbursement came late or- or we somehow missed something, there's been those moments where it, the, the numbers that are in the account and on the credit card don't line up with the numbers on our spreadsheet. Oh, so yeah. that's definitely a want because it feels yeah. yucky and it feels like that's an really unexpected yucky. expense. So we try to keep really good track and mm-hmm. try to do our best to make sure everything lines up. But every once in a while, it doesn't. And so that's definitely a want wa Dave Ramsey would yeah. say, cut up the credit card and just stop using it. That's what he would
1: say. Yeah. So something
0: to consider,
1: but <laughs> yeah, that's my want, Yeah. Um, my want, is also a little bit of a, like it's happened more than once type of thing, but actually in knowing that I was going to give myself this want, it helped me avoid it this month. So that was a really good thing. But so I have my monthly budget meeting usually, but it's like, It's really not always like, it's not the thing I'm most excited to do in my life. I'd rather not like me go on a bike ride with my friends or something, you know, it's yeah. Not like you We're different in that way, but (laughs) I do think it's important. And I do always feel better after I do it because I can tell. So some months or I've even gone like three months without doing a budget meeting and I'll feel inside of me the, um, a little bit of like anxiety because I don't know what the status yeah. of my money is. And then because it's built up, I almost don't want to do the budget meeting more because it feels so big. I have to go over a couple months versus just one month. Yeah. But I just always feel better once I do it. So I did pull my act together this month and I did get my budget meeting, but yeah, I, there's been a lot of, I don't know, you know, sometimes there's, changes or crazy things or busy things in your life going on and it can fall to the wayside and it Mm. sure does that to me sometimes but I always feel better when I do it so I usually will bribe myself either with chocolate or a glass of wine and I'll tell myself I can eat the chocolate while I'm doing my budget meeting or I can drink the wine while I'm doing my budget meeting yeah so I'm, that's my motivation yeah, budget meetings
0: can be fun guys chocolate
1: that's right that's right super motivating yeah that's right <laughs> so that's my want it happens more times than I like it to, but every time it happens and I realize how bad I feel and then how much better I feel when I do get it done it's sort of more motivating the next time around to just get her done All
0: right, our do it or don't for this episode is drum roll, please have a budget meeting. <laughs> so you can be like Jessica and you can bribe yourself, yeah. or you can be like me and you're really excited to yeah. do it with no reward whatsoever except for an orderly spreadsheet. But uh, we would encourage you to have a budget meeting. So, whether you are single and budgeting yeah. alone or whether you're budgeting with another person, to have that meeting to set aside the time and be intentional about it before the month starts, if you can. Yeah. If you're new to budgeting, start as soon as you can. But I, we like to do ours before the month starts because then it's all predetermined and we feel in control of our money. Right. So do it or don't, if you'd like to or not, that's our encouragement to you this episode.
1: So you guys, if you do have a budget meeting and you find some awesome way to bribe yourself, or you just want to show how happy you are like Beth doing the budget meeting, take a picture, <laughs> post it on social media using the hashtag that thatfrugaliciouslife, T-H-A-T frugalicious. I don't feel like spelling it right now. L-I-F-E. That frugalicious life.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'd love to see us. it.
1: Yes. Please show us. We'd love to connect with you guys on social media. And um, you can also email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail.com and tell us how do you do your budget? What systems or online resources do you use? Because we'd love to share that with our listeners. Ooh, tell us your ka and want was so we can, um, yes, we can connect, you know, connect on successes and
0: celebrate or commiserate with you.
1: That's right. That's, you know what? Good, good phrasing, Beth. Celebrate or commiserate. Yeah. (laughs) So talk to us. Thank you. Get in touch with us. And remember to hear from you have a budget meeting. It's good for you.
0: Yes. Hashtag adulting. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. We'll be back soon with some more awesome content for you about how to continue to live a frugally fabulous life. Next episode coming up, we will be talking about hashtag self care Sunday with some
1: amazing frugal tips on how to care for yourself. Yes. Something everyone needs. Everybody. Thanks for spending your time with us. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. Don't bind to the FOMO. We spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, no. Because every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at. Catching. And where the money's at. <laughs> we do the budget dance. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by the fabulous Tori Special thanks to our mom for the example of her budget ledger, which she still uses to this day. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes. We want to hear what you think, so give us a rating or a review. You can find us on social media at Pod. Together, let's make the world a more frugalicious place. I don't know what I did.
0: I don't oh, know. I moved it.
1: You froze. Okay. You're unfrozen. Okay. Hey.
0: Oh No, oh, what? no I hate it. I hate this. <laughs> I hate it so much. I had it. I had it in the perfect position. Okay. Ooh, yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Oh, if I lean back. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, and now I need to plug my computer in. Wait. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So sorry. Okay. I had the cord out on my bed, but I forgot to plug it in. Okay. Are plugged in. Like podcasting sounds so glamorous, but then if people knew it was actually about like piling up pillows so that your blanket stayed up and like having a million cords running, it would feel like a lot less cool.